Hey everybody, it's Mike Jeffers, Chicago Jazz Magazine, chicagojazz.com, and welcome to another Around Town here on chicagojazz.com. And today we are previewing, not previewing, actually we're celebrating a release, a new release, new music from Chicago. Uh, Gustavo Cretinas is with us, and uh, of course many of you know him, an uh, incredible percussionist here in Chicago, but he's also a composer and a lyricist, as some of you probably know. We're going to delve into this. He's got a brand new recording called Kind Regards, just came out September 2nd. He's got a new record label that he's launching, and uh, the be- meaning behind this recording is really powerful. I'm going to let him talk about it so that he can do it justice, but Gustavo, welcome to the show, and thanks for taking a few minutes to talk about this. Good morning, Mike. Thank you so much for having me here. It's, uh, I'm very thankful for this space, and it's always a treat to talk to you, and uh, happy to be here. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about this new recording, Kind Regards, um, and I know there's another subtitle after that, I think, that that, that I'm missing, but I'm, sa- I'm saying Kind Regards. So why don't you tell us the full name of the recording, and tell us a little bit about how this recording, what the meaning behind this recording, because it's pretty powerful. Absolutely. So the the name of the record is Kind Regards, and then it has a little dash, and it says Saludos Afectuosos, and it just basically means Kind Regards in Spanish, you know? So the whole record came about as a kind of a bilingual proposal. Half half the songs are in English. It's a collection. First of all, it's a collection of songs uh, with original lyrics and music that I wrote, and half of it is in English, half of it is in Spanish. And uh, I've been kind of playing along with this dualism in all my records with the liner notes and everything. And when it came down to make this record and I wanted to make a record that was about putting good vibes out into the world and kind of like shedding light on some of the issues that uh, we are living presently as a society, both here in Chicago and in the greater world community. So I wanted to talk about things like immigration and segregation and freedom, democracy, war, all of these things. And I, and I wanted to make it accessible and I wanted to um, make it bilingual so that we could have this dialogue, you know, and it was an invitation for more than one people to talk about this and to hear this, you know? So that's yeah. kind of how it originates. It, well, exactly. And, and you know, I mean, there's some powerful words on this. And I, I was trying to find the, the, the name of the tune. It's the first tune on the recording. But I was taking a listen to that. And the, the words you have on there, just the beginning phrase, how, you know, something about, and you can do this more justice since you wrote it, but it's like, you know, it's great to meet you and all that you know i'm human essentially and you're human and we're connecting and it made me think it's like you know i think a lot of people lose track of the fact that you know connecting everybody and talking about immigration and talking about people coming to the united states or going to another country you know we're all human here and and it seems to me like like this is the perfect time to put this kind of a recording out am i so talk a little bit about that tune specifically and what i'm talking about because you can do it more justice since you wrote it but i thought that whole thing that's a great way to set the entire theme of the album up absolutely i I wanted to start with that song precisely because of how it established a discourse and how it established this like finding in each other that uh humanity you know that sensitivity, uh, that that specific tune is written uh, 
I wrote it for my Uber driver. Uh, <laughs> I, I, was, I, I took an Uber ride once. They were going to be dropped uh, at the airport. And my Uber driver was from Palestine. And uh, we had a, a really, really nice conversation as we cruised through Chicago on the way to O'Hare. And we talked uh, as fellow immigrants about a bunch of different topics uh, ranging from our immigrant condition and how we were brought over here uh, to how we relate to our families uh, who are far away, uh, how we were received when we came here. And uh, one of the, well, whilst we're doing this, the Quran is playing on his, on his oh. radio. So, so we have, that's why there's a phrase on the, on the, in the record says in, in that song called, that says sacred words serenading honest men. Cause that was kind of like the soundtrack of our conversation was the Quran. And, uh, and anyway, one of the things that really struck me when I talked to him was that every day he had to call home uh, to see if his family was okay because they live in a constant state of war and they could be bombed anytime. So every day he called home to see what was up. And the name of the song is, I hope you have a good phone call today. Uh, that's how we, we, we parted our ways after our conversation. And that's how I said goodbye to him. So. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, and, and to your point, you know, when, when you used to take cabs and now you take Ubers and Lyfts and, and all those different things, you get to know somebody when you're riding with them, you know, and you get to understand their background a little bit, depending on who it is. Of course, some people don't talk, but, you know, you get to really get to know somebody. And uh, that's interesting that, I mean, the amount of stuff that you learned from this guy just in that 40 minute ride and to understand that, and now it's on your recording. Did you ever keep in touch with him or it's just there and that's, that's it. And maybe he might catch it sometime. It, it was literally that moment. That's why like it says, thanks for sharing at the end. I think it, the end of the song says, thanks for sharing this chance encounter, this brief collision of existence, you know, because this is it. We saw each other. We learned from each other. We recognized each other on the path. And then you kind of bow out peacefully and respectfully and wish each other the best, you yeah. know? And I think that that happens. And just because it's one small encounter, it doesn't make the other person's journey less meaningful and, and, and less human, you know? And that's, it touches, that touches a little bit on what you were saying about how we need to recognize each other's humanity. Uh, Artie Black, uh, great, uh, saxophonist and read player here in town has a song called um, single story syndrome and i think a lot of problems that we have nowadays is comes from only knowing one side of the story only only recognizing one side of the story so i think when we're able to recognize the humanity in each other when we're able to have these conversation and, and we when we recognize not only what people do where people come from why and how all this happens then we're really able to uh, get closer to their perspective if not be in their shoes at least get closer to their perspective and I think that uh, goes a long way for building empathy and understanding you know and I think that's one of the things that we're really lacking these days oh 100 percent or you know take to, to the other level is that you think you only understand one side of it <laughs> think yeah 
might not actually <laughs> understand even that side of it, but you know, that, that could be another hour conversation and, you know, but anyways, um, so you're presenting this several different places. Now, the time we're talking right now, it's right before the Hyde Park Jazz Fest. So we're not going to be able to drop this. This is going to drop after that. But you're also presenting this program, uh, this recording with this group of musicians at Aldgeld Park, which is a night out in the park, which is 515 South Washtina Avenue. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong, but all the information is going to be on chicagojazz.com and also on gustavocortinasmusic.com. And um, talk a little bit about how you present something like this, because, you know, th- this is like uh, this isn't like just getting together and playing some tunes and entertaining people. I think I think that if you just played these tunes and didn't really tell the audience what they were listening to, they it might go over their head or they might dig some of it or not. So I'm, I'm sure you have to present it in a certain way so that you can really make people understand it, because when I read the press release and read the line, you know, some of the liner notes and stuff and then listened to it totally different meaning than if I just flipped down the thing and said, Oh, cool. You know, listen to that groove. That feels great. Wow. This is great music, which it is. So how do you go about presenting something like this? Well, I, I try to, I have the privilege of, of playing in, in spaces that allow me to kind of not only showcase the music, but talk a little bit about what we're doing and the origin of the music. And there's something called the subjectivity of art. So, yes, once you put something out into the world, it, it's up to people's ears and minds to decide what it means to them, you know? Yep. But from my perspective, I, I try to talk about the inspiration behind each tune and, and how it came to be and, and how that story relates to me. And, and hopefully that opens... Uh, the conversation and the the road for new stories to be built upon those same songs you know yeah yeah well and and also you know just being able to create this sound on the recording and then do it live you have to have an incredible group with you and we talked a little bit before we came on i mean obviously all top players but megan steigel who's playing piano and singing is kind of the voice of your lyrics and she does an incredible job you know i mean she fluent uh, you know in different languages everything is just flawless but it really the way she sings and the way it works within the music it's the perfect choice to have how did how did she come about because you know to me that's she's the voice of what you're doing she's telling the story and uh that's an important part of this entire project absolutely I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Megan's a badass, you know, super inspiring uh, uh, musician and human being, you know. Uh, I've had the pleasure of knowing her for a few years now. Uh, We met, I think, the first time at a post-Chicago Jazz Fest kind of hang. And then from then, we kind of kept in touch a little bit and then we were called to do a gig with Sam Pilnick once and uh, she was on piano and she ended up singing one song in that gig that we did. I had never heard her sing before. And I was just like, (laughs) dumbfounded. I was like, wow, wow. Megan's super special, you Mm -hmm. know? So I I remember that gig very clearly. And since then, uh, she's like I said, she's an amazing human being. She's a very, very friendly person. And we we kept in touch. We played other gigs, whatnot. 
and, and eventually I, I found out that uh, she had studied different languages and that she could very, very well sing in Spanish and Portuguese, mm -hmm. if I may add. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I was like, hey, you want to come by my house one of these days? Uh, and can we sit, ar sit around the piano for a little bit? And I want to show you some music that I've been kind of working on. And that was the beginning of this project. You know, I uh, sh she came over and, and we sang through some of the music and through some of the uh, lyrics and melodies. and uh, and. I was like, oh, yes, this is happening. I didn't even have to change the, the key on any of these songs. Oh, wow. It was, all, it was already in her key, everything that I had written. And uh, I think maybe one of the tunes we had to change, but out of 10 tunes, that's like nothing, you yeah, know? Exactly. And, uh, and, and, and so we kind of started workshopping a little bit, and that kind of inspired me to start writing more material for the band and everything. And, uh, and here we are a few years later and we, we, we had a ton of fun and we had the privilege of making this really beautiful piece of music. Yeah. Yeah. Well, talk, talk a little bit about the process of writing this too, because, you know, I'm a drummer. So playing drums is one thing, but then getting into the composition side of the whole thing is a completely different animal that I tried and, I'm better just playing drums, shall we say. So, but, but, uh, you know, writing and writing the compositions, but then also writing the lyrics. I mean, it, were you always, as you were coming up through music, were you always uh, composing? Were you writing lyrics? I mean, you play piano, obviously. Is that, that how you compose? Uh, I mess around on the piano. I would never say that I play piano, <laughs> you know. Uh, but part of my music education was getting familiar with the piano, getting familiar with music theory and stuff like that. Uh, I was very lucky to take quite a few composition lessons when I lived in New Orleans with some very heavy composers that were over there. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I got some amazing ideas from John Mahoney and Janice Haslow and uh, uh, Dr. Jimbo Walsh. And I, I, they kind of inspired and gave me quite a few concepts. And from then on, I think I, I've, I've kind of been working my way as a composer and figuring out different stuff. And I always, what works for me really well is limiting myself. I think that parameters help focus what I'm doing. And, and it, they help me make every composition different you know yep. so i really focus on having an idea for a song that i can then build upon and that idea can be a musical idea or at some point it can be like a conceptual idea like i have a record that's inspired by philosophy and i would come up with kind of a conceptual idea through the philosophy that was inspiring that particular song and then i would build with music around that mm -hmm. or my last my last record was like kind of in, in, like influenced by history and uh and it was uh focusing on the history of latin america and colonialism in latin america and i tried to inspire uh the record the music from the album with uh different styles of the historical places that we were talking about you know as well yeah. as also brushing it with my own thing you know and then on this record i was like man i'm gonna i'm gonna let the words limit me 
I'm gonna write these songs and I'm gonna let the songs, the melody, the space, the phrasing be true to the words and not the words be true to the music, you know? I, yeah. I, I think they end up doing that, but I wanted to let the words dictate the flow of the music. So most of this, uh, all of these originated first with words. There's a couple instances in which the words came together with the music. And there, there's uh, more than half the, the tunes were initially just poems that I wrote, you know? Yeah. And then I tried to gloss them out and, and try to find how to shape them, you know? Oh, okay. That's it. It's, that, it's interesting because you, you, it's either, a lot of times it's the other way around, right? People write the music and then put lyrics to the music. But I like the way you're talking about the parameters, which does help. Fo- I mean, you should put parameters up on a lot of things because that just helps you focus. I have a lot of parameters. Otherwise I'd be all over the place, you know? So it's like, boom, this is what I'm focused on, laser focused on, which is interesting that you said that, especially when it comes to composing, because I think that's one of the biggest things that a lot of musicians get into is that if they're trying to write something and they're just starting out or they're maybe, you know, they keep trying, 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 not having any boundaries and just going, you could go everywhere. It doesn't matter. So it was real interesting that that you talked about that. And I like the fact that you actually wrote the lyrics meaning poems and stuff, and then put the music into those to flow. It almost seems like that is a more natural way of doing it, especially when you're dealing with this kind of a subject matter. Yeah, I think that that worked for me really well on most of these tunes. Uh, I think the only tune that had music before it had uh, words was When I Leave You, because that's an old song of mine that I was always like, man, that song could really have lyrics. And so I tried to build some lyrics into the concept of the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, but everything else was lyrics first, and that may, maybe on a song like "Emmy Grasped," the the melody and the and the lyrics came together. You know, I kind of had a flow for that. Uh, but yeah, you said you very well that you can go anywhere, uh, everywhere when you when you're just gonna start. You know, and everywhere, anywhere is like a scary place. Yeah, there's no home. You know, I, some people thrive in anywhere, you know, I like to find a home to, to, to I like to find a plot of land where I can build a little <laughs> something, you know, <laughs> well, you built something really incredible and congratulations for getting this off the ground, putting it. I know how hard it is to go from start to finish and getting something like this, a project like this with all original compositions and writing and composing and doing the whole thing and then putting the group together and then rehearsing the group and then recording the group and then mastering it and mixing. I mean, I, it's a project. So those of you that are watching this that are like, oh, that's nice. He put the thing out. This is a project. And uh, congratulations, because most people can't go from start to finish to get something like this finished. And uh, the, the final product's incredible. So the name of the recording, why don't you tell us the name of the recording with the Spanish uh, second part there? Because I'll just screw that up. So there's no point in even listening to me. <laughs> Absolutely. It's kind regards, saludos afectuosos. And that's also, it's available at Cortinas Music, uh, GustavoCortinasMusic.com. But also you have a record label that you're launching um with somebody else in chicago so what's the name of that record label and when when is that going to be up and off the ground or is it already it's up and off the ground it's desafio candente records we have a page on bandcamp where you can start getting that stuff and there's a little spot on my website 
that's talking about that a little bit. And we're trying to build that, uh, build that label. We're trying to create a little home for uh, Chicago musicians. And, and particularly we're trying to create a, a home for music that's trying to say something and that's trying to heal. You know, that's one of the things that we're focused on. I'm very happy to be uh, launching this label with my friend and now partner, uh, Javier Red, uh, who's an amazing pianist and composer himself. We're working on a, on the release of his next record, which will be the second release under this record label. It's, uh, it's going to be called Life and Umbrella. And it's a mm. beautiful record that's inspired uh, on his experiences uh, uh, raising his kid who is on the under the autistic uh, spectrum mm-hmm. and so it's it's a it's a record that tells that story you know so we, we like making i'm putting out music with stories you know uh, well we'll have to have both of you guys come back we'll talk about the label when his new recording comes out we can always keep up to date on what's coming out because i love the fact that you know, you're entrepreneurial as well as a drummer and a composer and a lyricist and everything else. I mean, starting a label is is almost like starting a jazz magazine. So, you know, I won't tell you not to do it, <laughs> but it's it's to help the community and help other musicians. And that's the whole goal of everything. And I love the fact that you're doing that. So let's send everybody over. So Gustavo Cortinas music dot com. Check out the, the website so you can find out where they're playing. What's the date on that all guild park again? Uh, October 8th. October 8th. So October 8th, Altgel Park, all the information is going to be there. And uh, Gustavo, congratulations, man. Thanks so much for being on today and uh, look forward to hopefully seeing this uh, play around town throughout the winter and the fall and the, uh, and the spring. And uh, congratulations on such a great recording. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Absolutely. And thank you guys for watching. As usual, all the information is at chicagojazz.com on everything Chicago Jazz. And until next time, hopefully I will see you somewhere out on the scene.